Hello and welcome to Mindset and Muscles with Amanda. I am your host, Amanda Ferlisi. Welcome to episode one, introduction, the story behind Ferlisi Fitness. Now, this is my first time recording my own podcast, so hello, hi, and welcome to the show. So whether you're listening or watching, thank you for your support and Today, I will be discussing who I am and how I got to where I am today. I discuss my battle with eating disorders and bullying, bodybuilding, and finding my passion within the fitness industry, which ultimately led to creating my own business for Lisi Fitness. So bear with me. There might be some bumps in the road along this podcast because, again, very new to this, but let's dive right in. So I've been working in the fitness industry for coming up on 10 years this year. (laughs) Well, that actually makes me feel really old when I say that out loud. But exercise and dieting has been a part of my life since I can remember around eight years old. I used exercise to cope with being bullied and just for everyday life stresses. I know I was eight years old and just a girl trying to figure it all out, aren't we all? I mean, I'm 31 now and uh, still trying to figure things out. Anyway, I started my first fitness journey to cope with bullying, and I wanted to lose weight. I didn't know it at the time, but I slowly started to slip into unhealthy behaviors with food and exercise. I do just want to throw out a trigger warning for anyone that has suffered with any type of eating disorder. I do get into it just a little bit, so just giving you a fair warning. Growing up, I played soccer and absolutely loved it. I remember wanting to be a professional soccer player. This was during the time Mia Hamm was extremely popular. The only problem with soccer was that I was a little on the heavier side, so I was never the fastest on the field, which is probably why I was always defense. But I eventually moved up to midfield prior to finishing high school. When I got to middle school, my body image completely tanked. My eating habits were just binging and restricting. Again, at the time, I didn't know really what binging meant or restricting. I'm just saying it now. At the time, I literally was clueless. I just didn't know what to do or how to do it. This is what seemed right for me. I saw other people around me not eating or restricting often, so I just assumed this was, you know, the right thing to do. You couldn't possibly eat food and be skinny. It just wasn't a thing. Not to mention at the time, the skinnier you were, the prettier you were. Nowadays, curves, hips, butts, all of that is very idealized. This was completely the opposite for me growing up. I had those things at a young age, but tried to hide my curves as best as possible. Fast forward to high school and I was at my heaviest freshman year. 180 pounds. Yes, people, that happened. And there's proof on the the Instagram, so check it out. But just to give you some insight, I'm 5'4", so I'm not very tall to begin with. I didn't know... I didn't want to go to public school, so this was my first year in a private Catholic school, only knowing two people. I didn't want to go to public school, so this was the first year in a private Catholic school, only knowing two people. Everyone was already in their cliques, and it was just me and two of my closest friends. It was hard for me to get to know people, and not to mention high schoolers aren't the nicest people even at a private Catholic school. The bullying continued through my freshman year. I'll spare you the painful insults and words. You get the gist. And to be honest, I was bullied more by guys on anything. I don't really know the answer to this, but I digress. Towards the end of my freshman year, I stopped eating. It was a slow progression to stopping completely, but I did it. I just I just remember 
really being so proud of not eating and losing weight. I felt like the weight of my shoulders was slowly slipping away and eventually the pain from life was dwindling away. Again, I'm like 18, I'm like 15 years old. So, you know, I just in a really bad state. Heading into my sophomore year, I'd slimmed down significantly and eventually got to my lowest weight of 94 pounds. I remember putting on a double zero jean shorts and they slid right off of me. I was so proud. I was proud because I felt like that was the answer to everything that I was struggling with. I needed to shrink myself until I couldn't shrink anymore. I achieved it. It wasn't healthy. That's when I knew I had a major problem. I knew what, what, what I was doing wasn't, going, wasn't healthy and I thrived off of it. I didn't care about being healthy. I cared about being skinny. And I wasn't going to let anyone tell me otherwise. Yes, family, friends, school, everyone figured out what was going on, but no one was going to convince me otherwise. I was stuck in my own way. I went to the gym for up to six hours a day and I wasn't eating, working out. And just, just thinking back gives me the chills because it was a very dark place for me to be in. Much darker than I ever realized until later in life, reflecting back on it. That was my first fitness journey or so that's what I thought it was. In reality, it was just a walk down a very dark, dreary lane of unhealthy habits and a place that I never want to get back to. Fast forward to college, I'd gained a bunch of weight back because I tried to be normal, but I never really knew what normal was. I was studying pre-med, going clubbing, yes, the whole fist pumping thing, and drinking every night. Yes, every night. I still don't know how I got anything accomplished. I struggled with binging and purging throughout this time and again, couldn't just figure it out. I was throwing up because I didn't want people to think I wasn't eating anymore and people around me caught on and I had to disguise it somehow. I graduated with a bachelor's degree in psychology and biology with a concentration in health and counseling and neuropsychology. I could not find a job. I was at a point where I felt like an utter failure. I just graduated college and I felt my lowest. I took the LSAT because really there's only two professions, right? Either be a doctor or a lawyer. Wrong. I hated taking the LSAT and hated the thought of even going to law school. So I continued looking for jobs but only found minimum wage jobs working in a lab as a research assistant, which I did not want to do at all. I finally got a job working the front desk at a gym and the next part of my fitness journey was about to begin. I worked my way up from the front desk into a general manager. I thought I wanted to be in charge of everyone and, you know, control the gym. It took a few years as a manager to realize that I absolutely hated managing people, especially people that didn't want to work. I mean, I could really go on for years about how bad it can be to manage people that don't want to work, but I'm I'm sure, you know, some of you listening might already manage people, but you can use your imagination. I knew I wanted to help people with fitness and make them feel better. I would have long conversations with employees and members and try to help them feel better, whether it was image-related or pretty much anything going on in life. I'm a bit of an empath, if you didn't know. During this time, I was working out regularly, but still didn't know how to eat or really understand what I was doing. I lifted weights five to six times a week, did some cardio, didn't see any real results. I mean, we obviously know that in order to change your body, you need to change your diet and your workouts. I still had issues with eating and a bad body image, so that was also something that I battled with back and forth. Fast forward to when I turned 25, and uh, shout out to my best friend, Courtney. She asked me if I wanted to compete in a bikini competition. I literally was like, what does that even mean? A bikini competition. Like, I get up on stage in a bikini, and I'm just like, hey, hi, (laughs) hello. 
But she sent me a photo of Amanda Latona, one of the most incredible FBP pros. I was hooked. If you can take a look at Amanda Latona, she's incredible. I wanted my physical appearance to actually match my hard work. And let's be honest, I was miserable. I was overweight, unhappy, and I just didn't want to look the way I looked anymore. I hit my breaking point. I hired a coach and that was the moment that I realized I was onto something. I might have the answer I've always been looking for. I needed someone to show me what to do, how to do it, and get the results that I was looking for. Because clearly, my whole life, I just didn't figure it out. I didn't. I either didn't eat, ate too much, worked out, overweight, just all the things. I was tired and fed up with hating my own reflection and drowning out my sorrows with unhealthy behaviors. I started dieting at the end of May 2015 and competed in my first NPC show. I vividly remember taking my check-in photos and tears streamed down my face. I can't believe I went from wearing a double zero jeans to God only knows what size I was. If you check my Instagram, my before photos are usually my first check-in photos ever. Um, but yeah, it just... I guess it was a little different when you you look at yourself in the mirror and then you take a photo and then look at the photo and then you're just so vulnerable and then you send it to someone like, here, here you go, fix me. I didn't weigh myself at the time because I was so embarrassed of how I looked and how I allowed myself to get to that point. The day of my first competition, I looked okay, but nowhere near what a winner would look like. I wasn't upset that I lost. I mean, I, I got dead last. I think I was like, 30 people in my high class and they, I think it's like top 16. And then they're like, okay, if you didn't get anything higher than 16, you're 16. So I don't know how last, cause I never really checked, but last. It fueled my passion and desire. And I didn't even know this existed. I have always been super competitive my entire life with everything. So here I was on my way getting back into a sport where I could potentially win. I went down what I call a black hole of competing. Anyone listening who has ever competed, most of you have probably competed at least more than once because you get hooked to it. It's addicting in a sense. And I competed nine times to be exact over the course of four years. I won some trophies and I even came in first place qualifying me for nationals. Just to mention, when I came in first place, I was greeted by my best friend, my mom, and then walked off stage and like literally instantly called my father to tell him because I knew he'd be so proud. But um, I did qualify for nationals. I went to nationals, loved the way I looked, um, but I didn't do well. I knew I had lost a lot of muscle mass from dieting so much. Like again, I literally just kept dieting. I wouldn't give myself any type of building phase. I wanted to become an IFBB pro, but I knew that I needed to make some changes. However, this fueled another fitness journey for me. I told my coach after nationals that I was just, I was just completely burnt out. I didn't want to take any more check-in photos. Literally just the thought of putting my bikini on and taking a photo, no matter what size I was, it pained me. Like inside, I was just like, no, I literally cannot do it. I can't weigh myself, nothing. I continued to eat healthy, but I had to eat more because I wasn't eating nearly enough calories. I think at the lowest I got to was like 
five or 600 calories leading up to nationals. Sorry, I was just thirsty. But anyway, no, that is not healthy. And we'll talk about that in a later episode. During this time off from focusing on competing, my training business actually exploded. I continued to work out five to six times a week, maintained a healthy lifestyle, but I shifted my focus. I wanted to be successful. I never knew what success specifically meant for me. I knew I enjoyed helping people achieve their goals, listening to their problems, and also major success stories. And just, I genuinely love spending my days with people. I spent upwards of 12 hours on the gym, sometimes more, I'm not going to lie, every single day. Talking to people, gaining clients, learning from them, working out. I was working out like one, two, three, four times. Like nothing crazy, but just I wanted to be in the gym and I wanted to be around um, like-minded individuals. And I just, I just wanted to be successful as a trainer. My clients helped me morph into the trainer that I am today. I learned to roll with the punches better than I ever have. What works for me, what works for one person won't work for everyone, just an FYI. So we'll get into that in another episode. But it actually gives me goosebumps how much I learn from my clients. It truly warms my soul. That might sound cheesy to some people, but then again, I work with people all day. We share a lot, (laughs) a lot of information. And I know some people's deepest, darkest secrets, and they trust me. And if I had a dollar for every time I got a text saying, this might be TMI, or in person saying, this might be TMI, I don't know if I'd have to work ever again. But the trust between a client and a coach or trainer is truly indescribable. If you have a trainer or know someone that has a trainer, then you'll know what I mean. I always joke that I'm also a therapist. Sometimes my clients are my therapists, but we always get the job done. Fast forward to the end of 2019. I was in... Like, it actually, like, makes me want to cry. I was in the best place that I've ever been in. Mentally, physically. I'm probably going to get into this a little bit more in another episode. But I was just in a great relationship. Still am. Doing phenomenal at work. And just overall, the epitome of what winning was to me. I mean, thinking back, I could have always done better. But I was successful for my standards at the time. March 2020, shit hit the fan. And I know all of you can relate in more ways than one. I was at my peak for training, maxed out for clients, online clients, everything. Things were looking lucrative and I just moved in with my boyfriend. By the way, first time I ever moved out of my house, just like a little tidbit, my family's real old school, so I wasn't allowed to ever move out. Not that I would have, but I found my person, moved out, moved in with him. Things were looking great. I was happy. And then it all came crashing down. I was, I will literally never forget the moment when the news broke about how bad the coronavirus was and this pandemic hitting. I mean, I never really thought things were going to get this bad. I, I had clients from China, literally from China students, and they were telling me how scared they were. And I would always say, everything's going to be fine. Don't worry. They'll get everything under control. I don't know. Little did I know that everything was not going to be fine. I walked into work the week of March 9th and everything was dead. I literally have this photo in my mind of when I walked in because most days I would get there about 5.45 in the morning. So it was pretty busy. And then by 6.30 is packed. So 
I just walked in and everything was dead. And I worked in the back bay of Boston, if you guys are familiar. And this gym was literally packed in the morning with everyone that worked in the Prudential. I got this eerie feeling that something was happening. Everyone was on edge. Employees were slowly not coming to work. People weren't smiling as much. And it just wasn't my happy place anymore. I talked to, you know, my close friends that I work with. I'm like, guys, like, what is this? What's going on? And I don't know. Just like honestly thinking back, it was just very eerie feeling. I began to get nervous about what was going to happen. And to me, physically, financially, my clients were canceling left and right. I went to around 40 sessions per week to maybe 15 that week. Might have been less than that. I'm not really sure. But I knew it was happening. I choked around with my clients about it and I never thought this was going to happen. Because I was petrified of getting sick, getting anyone around me sick, I stopped going to work on March 13th. That was my last session ever inside that gym. I left that day knowing I wouldn't be back, but I didn't know how long, what I was going to do for money, nothing. I just knew I had to get out because I was so scared. That Monday, the 16th, the company fired every single employee in the entire company, minus directors. So every manager front desk, employee, housekeeper, personal trainer, everyone. It was on a conference call. I remember being in the car with my boyfriend, literally packed in the driveway of our house, tears in my eyes, in a state of shock. I was texting my two friends I work with just being like, what the fuck? (laughs) The company I worked with, worked at, since I graduated college, you know, just, they just let me go. Nothing to it. Just goodbye. Sign up for unemployment if you want. At that point, I started to feel at my lowest again. I had built a business that I was so proud of and I was happy and now it just crashed and burned. And I immediately contacted all clients and just told them, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. I won't be returning. I just remember crying. I was like literally sitting, texting, or actually I kind of pace and text. So it's like a mixture of both. I just, I was crying back and forth. And I'm not a big crier. Um, I had built these bonds with people and helped them achieve their goals and just knew everything about them. And now I, I have no idea what to do. During this time, my boyfriend and I moved into a house. No furniture, but a bed and a table. So not only did the world shut down, I get fired from my job. We had to leave where we were living and had nowhere to live and then found a house, moved in. All within a matter of, Three weeks? <laughs> See, that's kind of crazy. But <clears throat> we were literally the epitome of figuring it out. I remember laying on the floor in the now living room on a blanket and just feeling anxious about what's next, how I was going to afford my bills, etc. Luckily, my boyfriend didn't lose his job. Then we built a gym in our basement because honestly, there's no better therapy than working out. There wasn't, I was working out outside and then in the basement and then. He kept saying, like, let's just build a gym. I'm like, no, let's save our money. He's like, let's just build a gym. And I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. I was scared to spend the money, but I wasn't making that I must wasn't making anymore, but I didn't care anymore. I needed a gym because gyms were closed, and that was the best part of my day, which was exercising. It took a few months and a lot of searching for equipment, but I was finished. But the gym was finished in August. It's better than I could imagine. And hey, I guess I have no excuse to work out now since I just walked down a couple flights of stairs. 
After much thought and consideration, I finally created Ferlisi Fitness LLC. Woohoo! <laughs> My boyfriend played a huge role in just pushing me towards doing what makes me happy. I was scared I was going to fail. I was scared of feeling that feeling that I was used to throughout my life, like nothing. From being bullied to graduating college and feeling like nothing. I never knew, I never wanted to feel like that again. I called my parents in tears and told them that I'm a proud business owner of Felici Fitness LLC. I was going to make it. I was going to make them proud, myself proud, my boyfriend and everyone around me. This was my time. I will be successful. I began virtually training clients. Now, let me just tell you that's an adjustment, but my clients also rolled with the punches with me and I still train clients virtually. It is an adjustment, but most people that I train virtually, I already know them in person and know how their body moves. Um, I was also driving around and training clients outdoors before people were comfortable coming to the gym. I was literally just lugging around weights, battle ropes, BOSU balls, stability balls, ladders, cones, everything. And let me tell you, I managed to fit a lot in, a lot of equipment in that trunk, more than I thought was possible. I ended up gaining traction in referrals and I began to book out sessions for weeks, months, etc. I had a website developed to make it easier to enroll in coaching and in-person and virtual training. If you... Take a look at my website. All these photos are unedited, taken on an iPhone. Thanks, Maurizio. (laughs) You just need to make do with what you have and figure it out. That's our motto. As I sit here and reflect, I just can't even. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm actually getting emotional. I mean, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was. And I know what I'm capable of, and I'm proud of the business that I've built. And look, I'm here recording a podcast in hopes that maybe, just maybe... One person out there will take something away from this. What I can tell you is to have hope and faith. I never knew in a million years that I would be where I am. I knew I wanted to be my own boss and help people, but I never knew I would be in this position now. I told myself I wasn't going to cry. I actually read, so I typed this all up and I read this to my boyfriend like three or four times and I cried. So... We're not going to cry today, but just know that I am very emotional. I have to thank every single one of my clients that put their trust in me and supported me along this crazy road called life. You guys are the best, and I'm truly grateful for you rolling with, for you rolling with the punches with me. Who would have thought that a chubby eight-year-old girl was bullied, developed eating disorders, and changed her life around would then end up owning her own fitness business? It brings tears to my eyes just thinking about it. If there was one thing that I could tell eight-year-old Amanda, it would be to be strong and keep pushing because I'm made for something much greater in life. And here I am, 31 years old, happy as ever, continuously figuring it out, running a successful business, and just thankful for the people I get to work with and be around. I have the privilege of helping men and women with their own struggles, whether it's weight loss, eating disorders, mindset, everything. I get to meet with clients daily and push them to their absolute limits, both mentally and physically. Thank you, guys. I'm able to do this because of you. I created this podcast to help anyone and everyone that listens. Maybe something I say resonates with you to never give up on your dreams and your passions. I'm going to close out this episode. Thank you all for listening to the episode one of Mindset and Muscles with Amanda. As of now, I want to release at least two podcasts per month, you know, depending on how things are going. 
And I have a list of guests that will be on the show, so you don't just hear me talking all the time. And I promise I won't be reading off anything. I just wanted to make sure I got all the points across. If you like the show, I'm going to figure out how to have you guys leave a review, share it with a friend, family member, coworker, anybody. Thank you all for the support and have a great day.